guys say, very handsome and very knowledgeable men. With me, my co-host, Luke Beer and Stone Carroll. How we doing, boys? Question on the second statement, but what's going on, dudes? <laughs> How we doing? It's a lovely Friday. I love these days. Grab yourself a beer, you know, a claw. You know back. what? We're all spread out across the across the great United States of America this week, and uh, you know we're getting a little bit of taste of life and everywhere. And it's nice that we can have this to bring each other together, and you know, act like some dumbasses who think we know what we're talking about with football for about an hour, and see where the, the wind takes us. Sipping some brews in different states and talking football. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better Friday night, in my opinion. Amen. Amen. Beer, what are you sipping on on this Friday night? Uh, I'm sipping on a five months expired Coors Light, and it is delightful. Skunky. Love it. That sounds amazing. (laughs) It's actually kind of smacking right now. It is a crisp 52 degrees here in Indiana, and I'm sitting outside, and it is pristine conditions and beautiful football weather. Our hometown high school's got sectionals tonight, and the town is rocking. Oof. That that sounds like a hit. Go for it. I got to get to Indiana. I hear good things and then I hear bad things. So I really just want to judge it for myself. I mean, I'll tell you what, this team here is ranked third in the state in their conference. So you know what? It's Indiana is uh, kind of paving its way here for football. And we're going to talk about the beautiful Indianapolis Colts here later because I'm going to ignorantly uh, ride with the boys and we'll figure that out at some point. Oh, God. Oh, it's no. going to be great. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be one of the better episodes we've had. I can feel it in my bones. Your combination over there just screams. I can see a football clear and then go zero and four in college and NFL. So I'm 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 loving it. I'm loving your vibes right now. I'm looking at no and eight week. Really, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I'm really excited for it. <laughs> hey, either way, that's impressive. True. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I can't argue with that. Zero and eight is just as impressive as eight no. In fact, I respect it more. I would agree. Got to respect it a little bit more than the, the eight now. <laughs> um, well, for today, for our Friday rendition of Trust Your Gut, uh, we'll be talking about what we got right, what we got wrong uh, for yesterday's matchup against the Saints and the Cardinals. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit uh, of college football and NFL football with our fast fours and how we're doing to get keep track of how we're doing against the spread. Little fantasy talk at the end with uh, mixed in with some of Beer's preposterous props and plays. What? Uh, I like I like the I love it. I like what we got uh, got this week. There's a lot of interesting games, and I'm ready to dive into it. But not before we get better. So we're all about getting better. Um, and let's talk some Cardinals. Go Cards! Right? Hey. Hey, you know what? Squad right on the two and a half, and uh, the Cards. You get D-Hop back, and that offense for some reason is clicking. They have not scored nearly that much all season. And even though D-Hop didn't have a touchdown, um, he still had over 100 receiving yards in his season debut. I mean, I mean the Saints, Andy Dalton couldn't have sold harder, and the Saints couldn't have looked worse, but the Cardinals couldn't have looked better Absolutely. in the spot that they were in. I'm, I'm very optimistic for them. Totally agree. I love the cards. D-Hop looks amazing. He looks like where he just left off. Um, at the end of his season last year, 
Uh, I really don't want to hear it about Rondell Moore this episode. He had one <laughs> in the beginning of the game, first quarter, first drive. He had one reception for 31 yards. I was like, that's a lock. 47 and a half is definitely hitting. So it's a, it's a definite lock. And he had zero catches for the rest of the game. How in the hell does that happen? Not Can't predict lie, that. I did, I did kind of laugh when that happened. It was very funny. I knew, I know you guys were laughing. I saw beer laughing. So and it, it's okay. And the cherry on, cherry on top of it was when I checked our fantasy league that all three of us are in. And you started him. And I was like, wow, he had, he, you know, he's going to start off, have a pretty good game. And then, and then just no looks. I don't, uh, did he even have a target after that first catch for 30 yards? I'm going to double check because I want to say he did, but Tyler kind of just threw it out of bounds like two times towards him. Oh, so bad. he was, Kyler was just looking at D hop the whole game. As I thought he would. I mean, he's, a, yeah. he's, he is the definition of security blanket for a quarterback like Kyler. He looks damn good. Um, I think my my biggest takeaways from Thursday night's matchup was that our bet, like our our squad ride that we had, was good before the game, but it's really hard for those kind of, those kinds of plays to play out when there's two defensive touchdowns. Uh, once once those once those two touchdowns happen. Kamara was not going to get any more rushing yards, so he was going to be stuck at that fifty, that fifty mark. I believe he had fifty rushing yards at like the third quarter, and he ended with fifty rushing yards. Uh, he was he only got receiving yards for the entire fourth quarter. It was tough. That that happens. We knew that going in that that receiving threat was a possibility, but in a closer game, that doesn't happen. He should have had you know two more rushes for ten yards. That happens. That you know can't can't blame that. Um, the Rondale Moore thing was a little tough. Um, you know, collectively in the parlay, we missed out on on twenty yards to cash. Um, I, I don't think that we did terrible, but you know, it happens. You know what? There's always one that we miss out on. Uh, I guess from last week's showing, or what was it when the Colts played? Was it Denver? Oh, two Mondays ago? Um, no, it was when Naheem was, we, we missed on Naheem Hines. Yeah, that was, that, oh, was two weeks, yeah. that was two weeks ago on a Thursday. Yeah, so we we are very close on our picks. It's just we're missing on one, and uh, it's just very unfortunate because we have good thoughts going into it, and we have statistics to to back most of them up. It's just a matter of chance. Um, I do think we need to take. And matter of luck, yep. And I think there's one player, one takeaway from watching that Saints Cardinals game is that Olave could be the real deal and somebody to rely on moving forward. I I did not think because I we I looked at Olave going in. I didn't think that because I knew uh, Thomas and Jarvis were both going to be out for the game. Um, and I said on the pod, I said I don't think that the Saints can rely on Chris Olave. Um, I was kind of wrong. He was the majority of their offense in the passing game. They relied on Chris Olave heavily. Um, granted, the Cardinals, the Cardinals defense isn't the best, but he was a great calming presence for Andy Dalton, even though he had a terrible game. Yeah, Andy and was he gets a ton for, of. Yeah, Andy was looking for his guy. He found he found Olave, and he had a great game, and probably should have took him in a, in a prop. 
yeah, and he gets a ton of targets, which is always nice. So uh, when I'm looking at Saints games from now on, I am definitely throwing in a player prop for Chris Olave. Totally agree. Dep- depending on if Mike Thomas and Jarvis, uh, not really Jarvis, but definitely Mike Thomas, if he's in the game, then I'll question it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah. Beer, you have any other thoughts aside from the Cardinals' dominance on Thursday Night Football? I mean, yeah, Cardinals kind of shocked me. Um, I didn't think they'd win that bad. Um, two and a half was never really in doubt. It was kind of incredible. Uh, I mean, well, minus the opening drive score by the Saints, I was a little scared. Mm-hmm. But, um, the two things that I was really take away, uh, Sterling, to answer your question, uh, Rondale had two total targets that game, um, which is a tough scene. Um, Robbie Anderson had a single target and he was overthrown by like 20 yards. Um, so he was kind of held on that play though. He was held for sure. That was a missed call. Um, but either way, getting one target the whole game after trading for him and bringing him into that short, short, I know he still has time to work in the scheme. Yeah. It's a short notice, short week. So it's kind of, you know, they'll be more involved. I'm hoping to get him more. Yeah. Um, but another thing that I would like to note about this game with uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, Taysom Hill is inevitable. And you need, for the Saints to be good, you need to get Taysom Hill involved in that offense in some form, whether he's out in the slot for some reason or he's running tight end or he's even at quarterback. Taysom Hill is able to produce in ways that I've not seen. He's like He's basically a Swiss Army knife. Like The dude can do so much for the Saints in so many different positions. And they need to incorporate him into their offense for them to be successful. And we saw that with him getting a punch at the goal line last week. I mean, he is inevitable for the for this team, no matter who's behind center. Yeah, I've, I've dubbed, dubbed Taysom Hill the leech. He, he just he just finds a way at the goal line to sneak his way in. He is the reliable force for New Orleans to get in the end zone. He leeches him from Kamara. I feel bad for Kamara fantasy owners. Because a few of those opportunities should be going to him, but hey, if if he's getting in, keep feeding him the ball. Uh, Taysom Hill is a leech, and he is inevitable. And good, good, good for him. Happy for his fans. Absolutely. I think that's our new nickname for Taysom Hill: the leech. He, he is the leech. The little leech, somehow getting in the end zone at whatever cost. And uh, shout out to uh, Andy Dalton for making the Cardinals' defense look like absolute rock stars. I mean, how do you throw three picks in the first half and come back from that? Especially two pick sixes. Like That that one camera angle. Come on, dude. You guys saw that one camera angle? Of, Hang it in the Louvre, oh, dude. So good. Hang it in the Louvre. Of the Cardinals' defender the diving I've into seen. the end zone. Oh, it was so good. Dude, he's almost clearing He's almost clearing Andy Dalton's head in that shot while he's swan diving into the end zone. It is such a great video. I love it. It's beautiful. I love I absolutely adore it. It needs to be hung in the Louvre. It needs to be studied for years at how this masterpiece came about. Hey, I'm just happy that we got a good Thursday night game finally. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that was actually entertaining to watch. It was a fun and game. Next week, yeah, next week we got Ravens at Tampa. So Banger. that's another one. I'm hoping though, but I'm also afraid for that game. Oh yeah, that one's it's gonna slightly be a big just toss-up. because of as we saw Tampa Bay absolutely shit the bed against the Chiefs, and 
We've seen barn burners with the Tampa Bay team. They're kind of unpredictable. Uh, again, shout out my Steelers for covering 10 and then winning outright. Um, Tom Brady's in shambles because Giselle is gone. So they need to figure it out. Tom's I am excited for the now. game. He might play until he's 50. First player ever. I'd love to see it. You I would too, know. be honest. As much as I hate Tom Brady, I would love to see it. The last thing I'll, yeah. I'll have to say for the Thursday night matchup is I'm really excited for the midseason hard knocks with the Cardinals because that dynamic Same. that dynamic with uh, Kyler and Cliff is going to be very interesting to watch behind the scenes. Um, I don't think it's going very, very well, uh, but that kind of win is huge for the locker room. Um, I'm proud of them. Love the Cardinals. I'm rooting for the Cardinals. But, gosh, I, I – there's a lot of doubt in Cliff right now, and it'll be very interesting to see how they're operating behind the scenes and how that dynamic is working outside. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and Kyler, this just yesterday, calmed the fuck down to Cliff. Yeah, like, whoa! I hope I see that in the in not a lot episodes. of not a lot of quarterbacks have to tell their head coach to to calm down. So oh no way! It'll be very fun to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to I see. Think, I want to see if Kyler plays any plays any COD on Hard Knocks. If they bro, just have he's a gonna absolutely. He's gonna clear the campaign this weekend, dude. Guy balled out last night. Yeah, dude. Or two nights ago, whenever this. I'm over. a Kyler defender. But, I love Kyler. I I hope nothing for the best for him and the Cardinals. But bro, I can't help but laugh every time that man scrambles out of the pocket. He yeah. runs so funny. He's the best. <laughs> but he can move. He can move. He rocks. Either way, he rocks. Well, that's all. That's all I got for I uh, for Thursday night football. I think we we did get better at that's what we're all about, and I'm ready to look forward and look ahead at our slate tomorrow for college football. Beer or Sterling, absolutely dive beer in. or Sterling. Do you want to kick us off for our fast four? Either you got a first pick that you're kind of anxious to get off your chest. Yeah, I can start. I don't know if I'm Go anxious it, about him. Uh, this is a big toss up. You know, this week I just I didn't really know who to pick, who to start with. Um, so my number one college pick for tomorrow is going to be UCLA plus six and a half at Oregon. I am I'm riding strong with UCLA this year. I really like them. Oregon's a, they look very good this year as well. But there's something about DTR that just kind of amazes me. So I I don't know. I'm riding I'm riding very. Very hard with them. Let's go UCLA. Just this one time. Just this one time. Sterling, you'll be very happy to hear that I am actually with you this week. You're not the villain. I'm with, you on UC- I'm with you on UCLA plus six and a half. Uh, they're, four the and two. they're four and two against the spread. Um, getting points uh, against the great squad. Uh, I, I like UCLA. I, I love them. Very fun uh, Very fun to watch, and it's going to be a really good matchup with Oregon. Um, the only reason, one of the biggest reasons, I just had a feeling in my gut that this is one of those Bo Nix isn't as good as everyone says he is games. I feel like he might throw a pick or two, and uh, that'll seal the game for UCLA. So I, I, I like UCLA in this matchup. I think they uh, squeak out a win outright, and if they're getting points, I'll take them any day of the week. Is it weird to say that Bo Nix has like one of the coolest names for a quarterback. He does have one like of the he coolest sounds, names. 
he sounds like a dog, but he's just not. He was terrible at Auburn. And I don't think it's translated. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's played better for Oregon, um, but thankfully, boys, uh, this is going to be the official first squad ride for wow. the Pod because I am also on UCLA six and a half. Look at us. We got game. We got game day out there this week. Um, UCLA is a dog. Um, giving them that many points uh, against Oregon. I'm still not sold on Oregon. I'm sold on UCLA at this point. Um, I think, yeah, I I will happily say that we are all on UCLA with almost a touchdown underdog this week. Chip Kelly is taking it back to his old to his old squad, and they're winning outright. I love UCLA this week. That's a good point to to throw out. Right. There. I, I I didn't even think of the Chip Kelly thing. The it's a whole, factor. Yeah, a factor. it is a factor. Yeah, it's a big factor. Um, he's definitely gonna have a a, a tiny chip on his shoulder. <laughs> he should. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'll accept the dad pun. It's fine. Anyway. But yeah, beer, do you have so, beer? Do you have your second um, passport pick? All right, this one I already liked um, before I arrived in the beautiful Hoosier State. Um, but now I am going above and beyond with the home state uh, ride. I'm taking Purdue plus two and a half against Wisconsin. Um, the Boiler Makers have been an absolute wagon the last few weeks. Uh, they've been rolling. They beat the hell out of Minnesota, who's been a decent team. Um, they beat Maryland as seven-point underdogs. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to double-check, but I think they're at home, or are they in Wisconsin? Oop. Um, where'd it go? Oh, no, they're in Wisconsin. But either way, dude, these geese, man, I, I don't even know. It's it's literally 11-15. I don't get it. Um. The geese are actually agreeing with me that the Boilermakers are going to roll this week. So, uh, yeah, we're taking the Boilermakers two and a half against Wisconsin. They're hot. Wisconsin is not. I'm in Indiana, bro. It's calling my name. I had to take a home state team. I'm not taking the Hoosiers this week because they stank. Smart I can't move. take Notre Dame because they're 27-point favorites against UNLV, even though they're 30 minutes away playing tomorrow. Can't take that either way. Hey, you Give know, me the Boilermakers. Yeah, and – Purdue's honestly not a bad pick. I, I didn't personally I didn't want to touch the game just because it can go really either way, but I if I had to sway one side, I'm going with Purdue. Um don't really want to throw too many stats out there, but they're a good they're a good pick this week. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Good job. Thanks, dude. I'm with you. I'm I'm with the Boulder Bankers. Not because I like Purdue, but because I despise Wisconsin, so any chance that you have to fade Wisconsin, might as well. Hey, you know what? Amen. I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'll get it started with ours. Oh, go for it. All right. I'll get it started with a, a big, a, a kind of big game. Mississippi State, oh, plus 21 at Bama. I think that's a ton of points for an SEC game. And, yeah, Bama, I think they're going to bounce back for sure. But Mississippi State 
could definitely keep it close. That's way too many points. Get it as high as you can now because by 8, 8 a.m. tomorrow, it's gonna it's definitely gonna drop a little bit. We'll probably see a nineteen and a half or eighteen and a half, something something around there. Uh not on my fast forward. I avoided them heavily. Um I love the tide. I think they are still a top four team in the country. Uh despite a loss to Tennessee. Uh I think they went out. Uh but that does not change my opinion on this game. Twenty one's a lot. Um I I don't think your your take is terrible. Uh Mississippi State is a very you know, they're a decent squad. Uh I think they can definitely cover twenty one. But what did keep me from uh from taking it because I wanted to take Bama uh minus twenty one was that I think that they are gonna pounce the week after a loss. Bama after a loss is unreal. Um I don't know if they're beating uh, an SEC matchup by 21 points unreal, but they are really good. Um, still still a contender to make the NCAA playoff, and um, too risky for my fast forward, personally. No, I hear you. That's, that's very valid. And I know Saban got on their ass this week. They probably had film right after the game and got chewed out, probably did. A mini practice after the game because holy, holy shit! Took the keys of their Hellcats, bro. It was yeah, just absolute mayhem in Tuscaloosa after that. Oh man, good for Tennessee though. I was pretty happy about that. Huge win for the Vols. I'd love to see a Knoxville burn to the ground. <laughs> Amazing, great scene. It did quite literally burn to the ground. They demolished Knoxville. Very much so, and it was awesome. It's pretty great. Um, for my second pick, uh, in my fast four, I'm going to kind of stick with, uh, uh, Ster- uh, Sterling's lead on those, on the bigger spread. I'm taking Ohio State minus 29 and a half against Iowa. No way, wow. dude. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's <am>. why. <laughs> I am. Um, wow. I've done it before. It's kind of panned out. Uh, Iowa's terrible. They're really, really, really bad. Um, 29 and a half at home I don't think is enough for Ohio State in that offense. They're really good. They're, you know, top one or two teams in the country and right now, in my opinion. Um, Iowa scores 14.7 points a game, which I believe is 122nd in the country right now. Um, if Ohio State doesn't score 44 points, I will be surprised. Uh, I think Ohio State can cover uh, 29 and a half pretty easily. Um, the last game uh, Iowa played was a 9-6 to loss to Illinois. Just nothing is impressing me with Iowa right now, and I think 29 and a half is kind of generous, in my opinion, for Ohio State at home. Dude, that's a hell of a pick. That's crazy. I I, I respect it, though. I do respect, respect that. I do respect that. I just think 29 and a half for oh, Big Ten. Uh, uh. Don't don't care. It's Iowa. Yeah. They have underperformed Iowa. drastically this year. Crazy how that is, too. 
really, really nuts. But hey, big respect for that one. Let's see how it pans out. Hopefully it goes my way. I mean, I did go 0-4 last week in college, so maybe I'll maybe I'll turn it around. Hopefully those Buckeyes will help me out. Sterling, you have a third pick? Um, yes, I do. Um, I have Texas A&M minus three at South Carolina. Uh, yeah. I Very think that's uh, pretty self pretty self-explanatory there. It's going to be interesting, but South Carolina stinks. Spencer Rattler stinks. Sell uh, out. De- their, their defense, not great. Um, I don't know. Texas A&M is capable of driving down at any point in the game. They're, they're, they're the definition of a college football team where they're just so high scoring, um, just defense is all over the place. Just, just a huge gamble. So I think that one's going to be a little sweat tomorrow, but I'm really liking Texas A&M. I respect that pick. I would. I am scared to touch South Carolina after uh, the ass whipping they gave Kentucky at home. Um, but yeah, I am still not sold on Spencer Rattler, so I respect that pick a lot. And I was looking at that game. I'm not gonna lie, but I just couldn't touch it. Yeah, and it was one of those flukes where they kind of like blew out Kentucky. That's how I saw it. It's one of those games. Every every team's gonna have one of those games for the most part, and I I think they'll be right where they. Right where they're projected. It's a get right game for them. Get right, yep. I like it. Nice. Beer, do you have your second pick? Or third? Um Oh yeah, I already did two. My third pick, um, this line I feels like a trap, but it doesn't make sense to me. Uh I'm taking Oregon or Oklahoma State plus six and a half at home versus Texas. Um I am currently on the fade Quinn Ewers train after last week's performance. Um, I took Oklahoma State last week against TCU, and they uh, pushed um, in a loss to overtime versus TCU. Um, But I think being almost a touchdown underdog at home um, versus a Texas team that barely beat a not good Iowa State team at home last week as 16-point favorites, um, I – Stillwater's a tough barn to play in, especially if you're Texas. I mean, it's it's basically Oklahoma and Texas hate each other no matter how, how you slice it. And going into Oklahoma State, seven-point underdogs almost, man. That some I, I'm either going to look like a genius or a dumbass. This is my genius or dumbass play of the week here like last week's with Pittsburgh. But this is mine for this week. Um, I don't get it. doesn't make sense. Um, I love, love, love Oklahoma State. This almost a touchdown underdog here. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. I was with you before I looked a little bit deeper. I didn't want to bet on oh. Texas for the third straight week, but I am. I'm putting Texas in my fast four, minus six and a half. For the sole reason Oh no, Debbie. For the sole reason <laughs> that when I was looking at uh, I was looking into it a little bit, um, 72% of the bets right now are on Oklahoma State, and I don't love that. Um, fade in the public. I want to fade the public here. Uh, you know, when it when the line gets that that high, 
I, I don't I love don't love tailing uh, when I have my gut feeling of Oklahoma State. Um, they're a great squad, but Texas after a very ugly win against Iowa State, uh, where they didn't cover, um, they have been a wagon so far this year on the spread. I believe they're four four and two on the spread. I think they can cover six and a half against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a very good, very, uh, very good squad, but I think Quinn and the boys uh, win by a touchdown. Hey, this is an easy segue for my fourth pick. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Beer. Oklahoma State, I'm all for it. Fade me, like I'm you cold. said, Stillwater. Stillwater's a, a tough place to play. Um, and then you have Texas coming off of a weird win. So, yeah, they they could bounce back and have the little cleanup session with Oklahoma State. But something about Oklahoma State just being at home, just I got to ride with them. It's a lot of – I keep comparing it to NFL, but this is kind of a lot of points still. Um, I think it's – I want to say pretty firmly – that I'm, I'm for the plus six and a half for Oklahoma State. Very confident that was one of my, I would say my second favorite pick this week. Let's see him. Let's see him ball out. I'll accept it. Boys I'm cold. I'll I'll go against you guys if it's for the greater good. You know. We have to have a villain. I'll be the Chivalry villain. Chivalry is not dead. I'll be the villain. Texas is gonna. Texas wins outright by fourteen. Easy. I yeah, I like Texas. I really do. You're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I like Texas, but not not here. No, I can't do it either. I'm not with the public. I don't like. I don't. I, I just didn't want. I didn't want to ride with the public. It's just. It's just bad juju. Understandable, dude. Understandable. I had to avoid it. Uh, for my fourth and final pick for my fast four, um, I went with TCU minus three and a half. Ooh. I like that game. Um, I initially wanted uh, Kansas, uh, Kent State. I really did. Uh, but then I looked into it. Recently, they've been uh, un- underperforming against the spread. There's a lot of red in my charts. Uh, and TCU has had a lot of green. Uh, the tra- uh, Trending-wise, TCU's been playing uh, much better. They're, both squads are 4-1-1 one, one against the spread. Uh, but TCU has outplayed their line drastically in the last three games. I believe it is a collective of 20 points above the spread uh, on average on the last three games uh, due to a majority of one of those games being a win outright where they're not favored by like 30. Regardless, uh, I think TCU is kind of a wagon this week. I think TCU can win by more than a field goal. Hey, not a bad bet. I, I respect that one a lot. Um, the thing about Kansas State is I feel like they're very Adrian Martinez heavy. He's constantly running that ball. And, I mean, he throws a pretty ball too, but I don't really know how to feel about them if, say, Martinez is out. I'm not just going to – I'm not going to – I don't mean to put that out there, but if he was out, they're not, they're not that great and – I don't know. I I don't know. Weird take, but I I'm, I'm kind of I like TCU. Let's go frogs. Go bullfrogs. 
¿Cómo es eso? I was looking at that. There you go. Sorry, I was uh, readjusting because my laptop was going to die. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I was looking at that game. Uh, I did like TCU in that spot. I'm not going to lie, uh, but I did not touch it. Um, my last of my fast four for this week, um, taking the Nittany Lions of Penn State, uh, minus four and a half versus Minnesota. Thank you. We're going big, big 10 football week. Thank you for doing um, so. I, like I said, I'm, this is the same reason that I'm taking Purdue over Wisconsin. Um, Minnesota's really fallen off the wagon here. They're not, they've not been playing well and going into Happy Valley. Um, you got the big man AQ Shipley's going to be there uh, running around on the field pregame. It's a Big Ten matchup. It's always going to be popping there in Penn State. Four and a half is too short of line. I think it's an overreaction to their loss against Michigan. Um, Four and a half, it seems way too short of a line there. It was a three earlier in the week, and I loved that, but I'll still take it a four and a half for sure. could not agree with you more. Um, I feel like a lot of people in the public, you know, after a beatdown like that against Michigan, where Penn State couldn't do much, uh, will overreact a lot, especially online. Penn State is still a very, very, very good squad. They just, Very good. They just didn't show up. Michigan's got a better run offense, and they Michigan just ran the ball down their throats that entire game. They could not stop the run. I don't think Minnesota definitely doesn't have a better run game than them, and they're playing at home this time. They're not in the big house. Michigan, Very different. Team. Michigan's running back could straight up win the Heisman this year. Like he he's a candidate in my opinion. He's a, he's incredible. Dope. He's incredible. Like the Michigan's so Michigan's good. run game is great. Um. But Penn State is still a really good squad. Uh, I don't think they, uh, that loss last week should take away from them that much. It like they should not be in any contention to be a top ten team, in my opinion. But they should still cover four and a half. I think that's a great pick. Here. Wholeheartedly agree. I think it's great. It's pick. Definitely was. A, yeah, good pick there. I did want to touch back real quick on your pick, David, with the TCU game. Um, Ooh. Not sports betting advice. But if you're liking the over there, I think it's a great pick. It's going to be high scoring. It's at 54 and a half. Hmm. And I see that very well going over. You know, those big 12 matchups go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Sling the ball. A lot of overs. Love to see it. Sling the rack. Sterling, do you have one more of your fast four or no? That was all four of mine. So we're, all right, great. So let's do a quick little recap. I I am riding with Ohio State minus twenty nine and a half, UCLA plus six and a half with the boys, Texas minus six and a half, and TCU minus three and a half. Sterling, I got UCLA plus six and a half, Mississippi State plus twenty one, Texas A and M minus three, and Oklahoma State. Plus six and a half. Beer. For my fast part, I have UCLA plus six and a half. Purdue plus two and a half. Oklahoma State plus six and a half. And then Penn State minus four and a half. I wish you all the best of luck. Week of the dogs with some head-to-heads. Can't, can't ask for anything more than that. And go UCLA. We're with it. Go UCLA. Go Bruins. Come out. Go Bruins. Uh, uh, after that, I'm ready to talk some NFL. You guys ready to talk some NFL? Your fast four. Oh, 
Yes. Let's talk about the league, dude. The league, dude. Favorite segment, hands down. We've been we've been doing pretty good in the NFL so far. Beer, you're sitting at six five and one. Sterling's at five and three, and I'm the leader in the clubhouse right now at seven four and one. It's a, it's a good time for. Oh, hey, for we're us all right positive. Now. I. We we're, we're a lot less stupid when it comes to the NFL, and that's that's what makes me feel good and smile. <laughs> makes me excited for a fast four. Hey, that makes me I, yeah, because I actually feel like I kind of know what I'm talking about since I have a winning record instead of four seven and one in college, like absolute poverty franchise. Dude, I'm three oh, and one. I'm struggling. Hey, yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's the name of the game, baby. All right, uh, Mr. Confident over there. Do you want to start us off then with the NFL? Is that me? Yeah, hang on. I got some more goose coming by. And there's a train. Jeez, I'm just getting all the sounds right now. Throwing awesome. one at you then start us um, off. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. First play of the week. Um, I'm not hyping on the McCaffrey the Niners hype. I'm taking Kansas City, who's currently sitting at minus one and a half. Whoa. Um, that is way too much of a overreaction. The Niners looked awful. They are banged up beyond belief right now. Kansas City's still hot. Um, I don't get this, bro. I know it's in the Bay, but um, I don't see. I don't. I don't get it, bro. How is Kansas City one still, and a half points? How is Kansas City still hot after a home loss against the Bills? Barely. Wait, I just. I do want to add. I don't want to. This could sway your opinion there. Uh. The 49ers were out 11 starters last week against the Falcons. Yep. That, it's a big reason why they lost, and they get three of three of those 11 back. Is Bosa playing? They are, yes, Bosa is playing. That's big. As far as I know. Bosa. As far as I know. I could be wrong. I think that would um, be a very fun game. I, I stayed away but, from it because of the injury and the McCaffrey factor, but continue, Bear. I mean, yeah, even if they get three back of those 11, um, I'd say – this is going to be a see-it-to-believe-it type game for me. I want to see if McCaffrey in a new scheme, in a new team, new offense, I want to see if he's still got it or if he's going to break like paper mache in the first quarter. Um, I just I, – I I'm not on the hype yet. I don't buy it, and I can't not take Kansas City as a one-point favorite. So here's something to think about, too, that Kyle Shanahan said. Um, he's prepping McCaffrey for goal line touches instead of the entire game and where he'll have um, touches at, I don't know, first 10. So that is also something to think about when they get in the red zone. Um, is They're a lot more elusive there. And I personally, Beer, I don't want to shame you on it, but this is going to be a hell of a close game, and I almost think the 49ers could win outright here. They're both coming off pretty ugly it's, it's honestly a toss-up i yeah yeah it's a toss-up but i can't not take mahomes here as a barely favorite i looked at this game heavily uh there's just uh, too much for me going on um to want to take a certain side however for the niner side i would like to point out that shanahan in atlanta was able to support both kevin coleman and Devontae freeman very well in that that offense that offense is built for the uh, for dynamic running backs and very a lot of movement. So Debo's gonna uh, still gonna be able to produce. I feel like all those pieces 
will be very fun to watch. Uh, Jimmy G can dump the ball off. Don't care. He's very serviceable. I think he, right as of right now, he's a better quarterback than Trey Lance, even if Trey Lance is healthy. I, I think the Niners are a very good squad. I, even after a really ugly loss to Atlanta, they're still a top four or five team in the league for me. I love their squad. I love their coach. Uh, I think they utilize a great weapon, Christian McCaffrey, very heavily. Uh, and we'll be able to support him like he was able to support both those great running backs in Atlanta. I don't think there's any reason why McCaffrey takes a step down. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to have their hands full this week, and it'll be a very fun game to watch. I don't have a piece very in the fun. fight, though. Oh, me neither. No, I, I, I agree with both with like everything you guys are saying. Don't get me wrong. I just my gut's telling me I can't take I cannot not take Mahomes in this spot, especially with the fluidity of the Niners roster in the last few weeks. Trust your gut, bro. Fair enough. It's speaking to me and it's saying Jackson Mahomes <laughs> is gonna be rowing ass on that sideline. Oh man. <laughs> There's just going to be a stray, just absolute seed of a pass that's going to hit him in the head and knock him out the rest of the game. And Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes is just going to go off after that. And it's just, it's going to be amazing. Oh my God. I would love to see that. I'd love to see the Most of America would pay money to see that. I would pay top dollar to see that. Happen. I would too. What, him? What, Jackson Mahomes throwing ass? Jackson Mahomes catch a stray. Bro, you have pocket for that, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. T- catching a stray to his temple, and he I just know. drops. Sorry, he doesn't die. He's all good. He's in peace, but he makes an absolute scene there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sterling, do you, okay, someone else Sterling, do you have another uh, second fast four pick? Or a first fast four yeah. pick? Yeah. All right, Who, David. What do you got? Keep calm. I'm taking the Texans plus seven. No. At Las Vegas. No. Dude, please please explain to me how the hell that line is at plus seven. Who the hell? That's amazing. Who the hell is the who are the Raiders gonna beat at all in the league at plus seven? Or uh, Tex- at seven points. Texans are terrible. The Raiders are at home and they're off a bye. Don't matter. Yes, it does. Texans I actually play- have the Raiders minus seven, so the Screw Texans you, play sorry about it. But Go the Texans it. play competitive ball games every single week. They, they do. keep close. For the most part, they keep close. They're not gonna give you an easy win. That's the only reason why I say plus seven is a lot of points. And I said this with the with the with the Jags too. It's it that's a different situation because it was divisional, but this one is more along the lines of this is gonna be a competitive game. You got two teams that are on the bottom of the league, unfortunately, when they're both I can say that Ooh. the Raiders are the the Raiders are better, but I come on, it's Texans they cover. I disagree. Uh my second pick for my fast four was my uh, was my Las Vegas Raiders at minus seven. Uh Raiders coming off of a bye. Um I'm I'm taking this pick because I have faith. Bias. I have faith uh, faith in our head coach. Uh, good coaches off of a bye get business done at home. I I have faith in in my Las Vegas Raiders. I think Derek Carr has a game. I think we can lean on on Josh Jacobs, who is 
third in the league in rushing at the moment, behind Saquon and Chubb, uh, off of a bye. Just, Jacobs is having a great year. I feel like they kind of have found their identity and uh, their identity. Sorry, in the run game with Josh Jacobs, um, and have had a pretty balanced attack. I don't see them losing to the Texans, who have had struggles putting together a complete game. Uh, and I think the Raiders can win by more than a touchdown. I have the Raiders minus seven. I don't see the Texans losing, or I mean, I don't see the Raiders losing, but I do see the Texans keeping it semi close. Totally fair. I'm betting on my own team. This is totally irrational, but I have faith. And if I'm taking a a money line pick, I'm definitely going to take the Raiders there, but you see where I'm coming from. I know. I do. Texans do keep teams close, but I don't see it against Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Davey Mills is a dude, man. Long neck. Beer, do you have your uh, second pick then? Ugh. To go off your steadfast fandom and love of your team, Devi, I'm sitting here again in the heartland. The boys are rolling. The Colts are bouncing. They're going down to Nashville for a conference matchup, divisional matchup with the Titans. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. You already know where I'm going with this. Give me the Colts. Plus two and a half. The air feels different here in Indiana right now. There's a breeze coming in from the south from Indy. It smells like a cold stub. I'm just going to go ahead and say all of my picks tonight, college, NFL, and otherwise have no research behind them whatsoever because I didn't have time. But I'm just going off the heart and the gut. The gut's telling me the Colts finally snapped a really bad losing streak here with Tennessee. They've got Hines and Jonathan Taylor back this week. I'm, I think they finally figured out their O-line issues. Um, this is a must-win for the Colts. I'm excited for this game. I'm also incredibly biased. I actually, but give me the Colts two and a half. I actually agree with you, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want. I, I don't have the Colts in my fast four. I'm scared now. I don't. I don't have the Colts in my fast four, so that should make you feel better. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Cool. But I do. Uh, I did like what I saw last week, uh, and adding Jonathan Taylor, good sign. And seventy percent of the public right now is on Tennessee. Um, Fade. So I, I'm all about fading the public. Uh, I think that's a very decent bet in your in your favor. Uh, go Colts, man. I'm rooting for you. I might cry. Thank you. All right, I'm the villain. I am the villain. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, dude. I'm not I'm not coming back if you do this to me right now. I'm sorry, Beer. I, I really am. But you're in you're in Tennessee. They don't win in Tennessee. Uh give me Titans minus two and a half. <laughs> oh man. This is going to be a hell of a game. Oh, dude. It'll be a fun uh, game. You know what? It, 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 could, it has potential to be a fun game, but I, I think it's going to be kind of a shit game to watch. <laughs> I hate the Titans. I agree. Dude. But, you know, I don't know. Something about Derrick Henry and those Titans for this specific AFC South matchup is just intriguing. So I'm riding with the Titans. Yeah, beer. We'll see what happens. I don't blame you, dude. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm a, uh, you know, the 
I can feel the horseshoe flowing through my veins. It's there's some magic. There's some magic in the air in Indiana right now. I'm feeling it. Best of luck to you, buddy. But we'll come back. Also, come back to the Colts uh, for the preposterous plays later because I have something juicy I want to discuss. I can't wait to hear it. Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, for my second play of my fast four, um, I'm on Cincinnati minus six and a half. Ew. I am. Um, Ew. Oh, man. For the sole reason that Atlanta is undefeated against the spread. Back. There's, I don't see a future where Atlanta can be 7-0 and against the spread and be below 500. I think Cincinnati wins this game money line. But six and a half is, uh, you know, not horrible. But I don't. I, I, there hasn't been a team that's gone six and zero against the spread, who isn't uh, isn't below five and one. That's very true. There's been. Uh, I believe there's. I believe there's a total of six teams uh, who have uh, been six and zero against the spread, and all teams have just been. All of those teams have been blowing them out in the last, I believe, in the last 10 years. Because the last 10 years, it was six teams uh, that have been 6 and 0 against the spread. And all teams are just really good squads that have blown people out. So being 3 and 3 and 6 and 0 against the spread is kind of unheard of. Um, I think I'm just kind of playing law of averages here. I don't know. I, I think Cincinnati wins this game outright. So law of averages says they also cover. Um, I think they're a really good squad. Joe Mixon has a game. Jamar Chase has a game. T. Higgins has a game. Go Bengals. I actually think that that's not a far-fetched bet. I I do think Atlanta will snap here in the coming week. If it's not this week, it's definitely going to be in the next two weeks. They're going to snap against, their ATS. Eventually against the spread. They have to. Yeah. They have to lose eventually. Yeah. Vegas always wins. Yeah, I, I agree. Um. But when it comes to the receivers, Jamar Chase could get locked up this game against AJ Terrell. Not not entirely locked up, but it's going to be a tough battle. And T Higgins is very well. T Higgins is very well going to have a plenty of targets. Oh yeah, um, I'm very excited. Yeah, I you, you're you're lucky to have T Higgins on your fantasy team because I would be so happy to play him this week. Yeah, he's going to have a good week. Also, Falcons Falcons running game, dude, they average 150 yards a game. And is Patterson back for them? No. That's oh. without Patterson. Oh. And so Ooh, the fact that yeah, they can mind. the fact that they can still run and Cincinnati's not great at containing the run, it's something to look out for this to where it could be close. So don't see it. My reason and just kind of staying away from it. Fair enough. Respect. Still, you want to go ahead? Do you have your uh, third pick, or have you already set three? You know what? That was only I had Titans minus four at my second, or minus two and a half at my second. My third pick this week is going to be the Jets plus one at Denver. I'm riding with the hot hand there. Jets good look pick. good. Sauce is a monster. He's, he's going to contain. Either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, our, he's definitely in that conversation for. Top two. Sorry. Um, uh, NF, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a little bit better. Sorry. But 
Hey, you know what? Even at that, though, all the corners right now look pretty damn good that were rookies mm-hmm. or that are rookies. So that's it's going to be a very interesting um, depoy this year. But as goes for the, the Broncos, I'm not sure what's really going on with them. Uh, could be Hackett. Could be Russell. Don't really know. Could but be both. I don't trust. Yeah, it could be both. I just don't trust them. I really don't. Even if it's in Denver, you're going to hear, hear a lot of boos, like always. And yeah. the Jets the Jets could roll. They didn't only beat the Packers. They they demolished them. It was a it was an atrocity. It was so bad. So therefore I it's not gonna be a very heavy running game for the Jets like they're used to doing and like they did to the Packers. But these receivers can get open um against at least not not against uh Sutton over not Sutton, um I just blanked on his name. Who's who's the number one corner? Uh, Sertain. Sertain. Pat Sertain's going to lock. Yeah, he's going to lock up uh, whoever the hell Jets wide receiver one Garrett, is. Garrett Wilson and the boys? Is it? Is is, a, is Garrett Wilson the number one there? I feel like it's kind of. Eh, it's I mean, kind of. I can't I mean, really read a, that offense. It's, it's very, very sporadic. Mi- it's a very mixed bag. Yeah. But not only that, they're not the Jets aren't really letting Zach Wilson take over that offense as much as he did last year. Or yeah, I, I don't know. I I just think it's gonna be a good game for the Jets, even though they could be limited at their running game with a solid defensive front from Denver. Nice train back there. No, I agree with you. Dude, yeah, I'm dude, between the train and the geese here, this is the loudest this town has ever been. It's absurd right now. The of course, the only town I'm outside. Line. Hey, uh, but yeah, Sterling, I'm also on Jets plus one. Um, nice. That is in my fast four. I love them. I think this is either Jets keep rolling or Russ finally proves that he's worth the quarter billion that they signed him for, mm-hmm. um, which is he is still yet to do. Um, and this is more so less on the Jets offense, but rather the Jets defense. Um, Jets defense has been great. Like you said, Sauce Gardner is definitely in the defensive player of the year conversation. Um, pretty much reiterating all the points you had. Yeah, I'm definitely Jets plus one for sure. I think that's a good bet. Um, I'm not riding with you guys. I couldn't make it the squad items. I apologize on the front. Um, my third, Ooh. my third pick is the other team in Jersey. Uh, I'm taking, I'm taking the New York Giants plus three against the Jaguars. Wow! You absolute madman! I am You're crazy. Crazy. I did it last week, and I did it this week. The, I rode with who I thought was the better coach. Uh, in this game, I feel like it was definitely very much that the Jags were at home and they were getting their three-point home, uh, three-point at-home points. I think Dable is a great coach. I think they can win this game outright. Saquon is awesome. I love what they've done in the run game. I think this is a very low-scoring affair. I think it's going to be a very much ETN versus Saquon approach to this game. 
because the Giants count off an underrated defense. Um, they're a very decent squad. They can hold their own. Uh, they're 5-1 for a reason. I attribute most of that to being a great run game and a great head coach, Brian Dable. Um, they're getting points, and I think they're the better team. I'm going to take them. I like New York Giants plus three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll just throw this out there. This is a matchup of the most luckiest team being the Giants and the most unlucky this season being the Jaguars. And I have stats to prove it. Cowboys fan. I have stats to prove it this way. The Giants are only good in the fourth quarter. They have the luckiest fourth quarter that I've seen this season. And not only that, but the Jags just last week, Trevor Lawrence had one of the most perfect games as a as an NFL QB in history in a loss. This dude balled out last week and lost. So I see because the Colts are better. I see an angry Trevor Lawrence. Nope, don't say that. I see an angry Trevor Lawrence, and I'm happy to see the see Vegas throw on plus three for the Jags because I very well see them covering that. Um, sorry to fade you there, Devitt, but no, it's all it good. Could be, could be a all good right. game. I thought about that. I was like, what does an angry Jacksonville Jaguars squad look like after losing a tough game? Like when they come, they're come, they lost a tough game on the run that they should have won. What does that look like when they come back home? And I haven't seen that. No one's seen what a good, angry Jacksonville Jaguars squad has looked like after a loss on the on the road that they should have won coming back home. Um, and I kind of know and what to expect for this Giants team. I think this is just going to be a very low-scoring game where both run attacks are going to be pretty effective. But I'm taking Saquon 100 times out of 100. And they're getting points. So... I don't yeah, know if they went out but, right, but I like the plus three. This is the this is the crazy thing about that too is their best offensive weapon is of course Saquon, and the only the one of the only things the Jags do very well in is covering the running back and containing him. And you know Saquon is dude he, he's he's a beast. You're not going to slow that guy down too dope. much. He's a dog, but you're not going to slow him down too much. So Jacksonville, I. I think this is a big testament to how good their their defensive front are and uh, how those linebackers can can contain Saquon from getting some receiving yards out of the backfield. And it's, I, I think this is – it's crazy to say this in 2022, but this could be a fair game of the week. Big game It'll be of a the fun week. one. I'm actually – I am, believe it or not, looking forward to a New York Giants versus Jacksonville Jaguars matchup. Which is right. awesome. Take it. You 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 wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm ready to bask in it. I I love Dude, it. Dude, I this game I looked at it because I I mean all the reasons that both you said. Um, but I very much see this being a push on that spread of three. <laughs> it could I be. can see it coming down to that, and I and then if it's not that, it could heavily go either side. I think both teams are way too unreliable because of Giants magically pulling out performances in the fourth quarter. That's coaching. Jacksonville losing games they should have won. Um, I mean, it's it's such a toss-up of two teams that have just kind of been on 
the shit end of the stick on and also on the beautiful side of the stick in many different games this season. Um, it's a, that's an absolute trap game for me. Could not do it. Big trap game too. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't. Massive trap. Game. I didn't want to touch that one either. I like my job. Hey, this. Hey, hey, Drew, you're being you're being very trust your gut. Mm-hmm. You got some. You got some. You got some solid, solid takes here. I've had hey, some, you know, I've I've had some stats behind uh, behind this. I've had some reasoning. It's not just that. Hey, yeah, trust it, me, bro. And it's not been that. No, I know. I, it's just Giants I, are five and one yeah. against the spread. Give me the New York Giants. They have the hot hand. They have the better coach, better run game. What in a run what? game? In a run game game. Give it to me. What? What? <laughs> Dude, I mean, also, hey. Matt Ryan said, and I quote, trust your gut, Facts. which I would further like to emphasize on my ride with the Colts this week. Colts. That came from Matt Ryan. What? Matt Ryan himself said, I have a picture of it, of him saying, trust your gut. What? What? That's great. I. Yeah, so feel bad about your pick now, dude. Yeah, I do pick, feel bad. So we can just move off of you. <laughs> Psych, dude. Titans are. I'm not going to say what I want to say. Yeah, leave me alone right now. I'm sorry. Give me your fourth pick. Okay. um, Get out of this segment. All right. My fourth and final pick, uh, I'm taking the boys with the return of Dak versus Detroit. Uh, They're currently minus six and a half. Um, I think six and a half is a nice number for the Cowboys. Um, I think they've been playing great without Dak. Bring Dak back into this game. Um, That's a no-brainer at six and a half. If it was a seven, I'd be scared. Six and a half. Feed me with way, the way the Lions have been playing. Tasty. Yeah. Um, I know. I know Sterling made that one a little bit. Yeah. Coming from a Cowboys fan, um, didn't want to touch this one. Something about it makes me feel like Dak is going to have a slow start, at least first half. I don't want to hear this from the Cowboys fan, dude. I I know, but it's, it's he's going to have a slow first half. He's gonna I have print on my downfall this week. No, I don't mean to, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's a there's a promising second half. Um, and it, I think the biggest game changer here in this game specifically is can the Cowboys defense contain that electric offense? We know that DeAndre Swift could be in. Um, if he is in, it's a it's a big test for that Cowboys Cowboys front. And then if he's out, I see the Cowboys defense handling this a little bit better. No disrespect on Jamal Williams, but he's not DeAndre Swift. Understood. Understandable. I respect that. Still only do every fourth pick? Yes, I do. Let's go uh, Sunday night football here. Give me the Steelers. No. Plus seven and a half at Miami. Uh, whoa. Yes. Riding with the Steelers. Let's go, dude. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to take that, but I couldn't. You know what? Not with Tua back. The only thing is... Because of Tua. I don't... Yeah. This is a... This was But also, Pickett will be back. Uh, Steelers are coming off a hot win against the Bucks. Miami's been struggling. Um, Sunday Night Football's been fun. Sunday Night Football is going to be fun, uh, but I think getting the Steelers in prime time. Dude, I was 
I was like this close to taking the Steelers seven and a half. I was so close to riding with you on that, but I just couldn't pull the trigger because of Tua. But if I was to take one, a million percent on Steelers. Yeah, and the only reason why I say it too is because I feel Miami's a little unpredictable right now. I and with Tua coming back from that horrendous injury, I I don't I don't know. I think he plays a little bit more conservative and Mike McDaniel has him playing more conservative as well. So Pitt, give me Pittsburgh. Although like with Pittsburgh, I'm not high on Kenny Pickett either. But I do think they're able to get it done here. I like it. Fair enough. For my last pick in my fast four, I have uh, the Chargers minus five against the Seahawks. Uh, the public is very split in this game. Uh, it's 50-50. Um, I looked at this game a lot, and what made, what made me lean Chargers minus five and a half is that I'm going to look at this game as a lot like I looked at the Cardinals uh, on Thursday night. Um, it's a pretty decent offense in the Chargers with a great defense. Uh, adding Keenan Allen back to the fold, this week he's supposed to play. Um, if he's if he's still do- if he doesn't play, then I don't know if I like the Chargers as much. But I think I'm going to ride with uh, Chargers minus five and uh, minus five. Um, Gino against that really good Chargers defense is going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, I think that's one of the most fun games on the schedule on Sunday. Um, Chargers are four and two against the spread. I like their squad. I think they're legit and. For me to continue to think they're legit, we're going to have to take care of business against a Seattle team who has surprised many this year, uh, and I think they do so. Uh, the AFC West is still very good, and the Chargers are a top-two team in that division, and I think they take care of business. That Chargers minus five. Yeah, and something to give you some hope there too, Devitt. The Chargers, I forget his name, but the Chargers get back their starting center, and they haven't been play- they haven't been they haven't had their center call the offensive line plays so they haven't ran what they really want to um, running wise so it's going to definitely help that Chargers offense and uh, the protection so look for maybe Mike Williams I play him in fantasy this week and I'm a little scared because I think Mike Williams could have a game here even though Keenan Allen is back but you know how well the Seahawks rookie cornerback I'm so bad with these names here but their rookie cornerback is pretty, both of them are good. Pretty good. Yeah, both of them are good. So yeah. I think Keenan Allen has a little slow start here and he'll get back in the groove of it next week. But this year I feel like is a Mike Williams game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a high scoring game, I feel. But Chargers get it done. Sweet. Does that conclude our fast forward for the NFL? Or do we have any other I believe so. Sweet. So let's run or... through it quick uh, quickly. I, I have Cincinnati minus six and a half, Las Vegas minus seven, the Giants of New York plus three, Chargers minus five. Beer. I got Kansas City minus one and a half, Cowboys minus six and a half, Colts plus two and a half, and Jets plus one. Still Solid. I got Texans plus seven at Las Vegas, Jets plus one, Steelers plus seven and a half, and Titans minus two and a half. I'm like Fantastic. I'm fading both of your guys. I'm fading both of your teams. I just noticed that. It's okay. You can be wrong. And you know what? I'm riding with yours. So you know what? Um, you can be wrong all you want. See where the real friends at right now. Fine. Whatever. 
<laughs> no big deal. Just, yeah. We'll see you at the window regardless, you know? Either way, yeah. We'll see each other at the window. Uh, let's do a little fantasy talk. As on the advice. Like I said just now, Mike Williams, stardom. Solid. Absolutely. Solid RB or wide receiver two this week. Almost high end wide receiver one. If you're not that stacked at receiver. Um, and he's an opponent of mine this week in fantasy. But I'm trying to go based off my team, and I have some questions, Marks, about Aaron Jones. And I'm really waiting to see if the Packers can get Aaron Jones involved in this offense a little bit more because they're just not passing him. They're not running with him. They're just not utilizing him like they should be. They don't have reliable receivers out there too besides Allen Robinson who's in the red zone who else do they really have I know Romeo Dobbs is out there um Sammy Watkins is back Randall Cobb is going to be out this week most likely it's just like come on guys figure it out give it to give it to your most reliable back here um no no disrespect to AJ Dillon but he's definitely a hard runner strictly and I'd be excited to see Maybe these Packers can get them involved this week. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn up across the league right now. Um, if you look at, first of all, there's a couple receiving cores can't really touch right now because of their sporadic targeting and um, production. You got Cardinals. If you don't have D-Hop, then watch out. Uh, the Jets, you got Elijah Moore trying to get out of there. Um, again, that does even that's kind of irrelevant because their production is sporadic. Even though these all they all have competent quarterbacks behind the center. Um, Chiefs, even they are on and off with who has big weeks, who doesn't. If it's not Travis Kelsey, then good luck. Um, and let me think. I I don't really have much for fantasy this week just because there's a whole lot going on. Um, I mean, I'm, I've got D-Hop, and he put up 20 for me this week, so I can't really complain. It's good to have him back. and uh, Yeah, I mean, just be careful who you start. Make sure you know who's behind center. Um, look at Miami maybe now that two was back. Uh, Tyreek and Waddle to have good games potentially. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I got in fantasy. Wait, I wanted to touch real quick on Mark Andrews. I'll go for it. Yep. What? What's really going on with Mark Andrews? Does he have a serious knee injury? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I see he's questionable. I, he's been questionable all week, but I don't know if uh, Baltimore's updated their injury report yet. Well, we'll find out. I'm going to look right now because I assume they released it for this weekend. My only two talking points so far in fantasy this week, um, to me of note, are going to be the Steelers uh, receiving core and the Chargers receiving core. Um, I'm very interested to see with Keenan Allen being back in the fold now if Mike Williams continues to be a reliant receiver. Um, You see it in Cincinnati where T. Higgins is a reliable start every single week. but Mike Williams traditionally hasn't been that. He's been very boomer bust. Um, it'll be very interesting to see 
if with a less target share with Keenan Allen being back in the fold, that he continues to be as consistent as he has been all year. Um, I'm very interested to see how that plays out moving forward. And I will be very interested to see with those, with those Pittsburgh Steelers, who's getting the majority of those, those targets. Um, I believe Kenny Pickett is actually playing quarterback this week for the Steelers. So that looks good for George Pickens, but Clay, uh, Claypool had a game last week. So it'll be very interesting to see who gets the targets between those two. And if that eats any at Deontay Johnson, um, they have a very crowded receiver core where all three of those guys are pretty reliable. And I'll be interested to see if any of them come above the rest after this week. That's all I have. Yeah, uh, there was trade talk. Um, apparently the Packers are going to aggressively pursue Claypool before the trade deadline. Not surprised. Um, which I would like to see Claypool in Green Bay. I think he'd do great there considering that even Pittsburgh's got a decent receiving core, in my opinion. Um, but in regards to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, yeah, Mark Andrews is questionable for Sunday. He did not practice till today, and today he was limited, which is not a great sign. Um, Rashad Bateman, however, was is also questionable, but he's been limited practice all week, so I don't hate that. Um, if you're thinking about throwing him in his last minute, I'd take it, keep an eye on him. Um, but if Mark Andrews didn't practice until today and he was only limited. Um, As a Mark Andrews fantasy owner, I am scared and currently looking at the waiver wire for tight ends um, just in case. But yeah, I, as the second best tight end for fantasy, um, he's obviously a no brainer, but I definitely am panicking for him. Just a little bit. Just Um, a tad. When you, when you talked about how, Claypool could be with Green Bay. I really want it, not because I'm a DJ Moore owner, but because Carolina seems like they're cleaning house here. Why not? Why not deal DJ? Give him, give him to I've the heard Packers. Him. Oh God, get him out of there. He's their their view. Apparently, they view him as a centerpiece of their rebuild. I can't and tell. He's a foundational piece of where they want to go is the current report. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't tell here. Get him involved more. He's, there's no way this is this is it's a something. thing. I just don't that see it. That offense is so sorry. It's terrible. Yeah. And it, to, to think B- Baker was going to actually change this offense, it makes me look stupid. They want Bryce Young so bad. They do. Hey, but they have the GOAT at quarterback, Matt Corral. He's it is a sad thing that he's that he's injured because it would be very interesting to actually see, you know, if he if he can pan out with them. Dude, Matt Corral's a fucking dog. Get him in. I, he's I, a dog. I can't wait for him to not be injured. Get him healthy. Let's go. Put Matt Corral in. If True. you're gonna go and get Bryce Young, give him to the Cowboys. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see Matt Corral at the backup spot. Beer, so do you want to move us into? Beer, do you want to move us into those uh, preposterous plays and picks? I absolutely can, David. Um, so, like I said, I have not had much time to research. I've been on the road, been doing some business. Um, but there are two first half plays that I like this week. Um, they're not, again, not betting advice. This is not a gambling show. 
But if you want to look at the Titans minus a half versus Indy this week in the first half, Indy is not covered a first half spread this season. Um, they're a second half team, and I don't expect that to change this week. I'm thinking I'm going to be laying on the floor in the fetal position after the first half this week. <laughs> um, but if anything, it'll have to be a comeback game for them to cover and potentially win. Um, so look at that. Also, Baltimore, terrible second half team. Look at them to cover minus three and a half first half spread. Uh, it's kind of high for a first half spread, but I expect them to come out and start kicking ass there in Baltimore from the gate. Um, and where they where they let down is second half because they you got to if you're going to step on somebody's throw, you better make sure you step on it all the way because if you let off pressure a little bit, they'll get right up and kick your ass. So yeah, I agree. Baltimore keeps letting off the pressure. Second half is not where they're good. Um, look at Tennessee first half spread. Look at Baltimore first half spread. Um, Player props, um, I'm not really sure who's going to have a good week this week and who isn't, um, but don't be afraid to look at some interception props, um, a.k.a. looking at my boy Matt Ryan because oh, I'm, I'm afraid he's going to throw – Indy's going to make me – if they're going to cover for me, man, they're going to make me want to, like, shit my pants and freak out because I know that's just how Indianapolis plays first-half football. Um, but, yeah, maybe look at Matt Ryan, maybe look at – Mahomes against a decent Niners defense. Um, Rodgers wouldn't be too crazy because he's thrown some last few games in just absurd fashion. I'm hoping he gets rid of that because I, as much as I don't like the Packers, I love Rodgers. Um, so dabble in some interception props, dabble in some uh, sack totals. But my main preposterous ones are the Titans first half spread and Baltimore first half spread. I like it a lot. And I'm going to tell you here with a preposterous pick or prop. Ooh. Excuse me. Um, let's go with the Jags first half here. And it's mm. going to back going back to what I said earlier about the Giants-Jags. The Giants have a crazy lucky fourth quarter. And they don't really start off amazing in the first half. And the Jags do. So I really like the Jags this week to uh, – to get that to get that over there over the Giants in the first half come Sunday. Go Jags. Go Jags. Absolutely not. I like the pick, but I'll never say that in my life. I'm really sure the Giants, horrible. I'm just kidding. Also who lives in Tallahassee willingly. Fair enough. Never been. Exactly. How far is Tallahassee from Jacksonville? Uh, I don't know. It's probably like an ah. Uh, it's I'd say decently close. Sorry, Debbie. Go ahead. It's all good. Uh, for this week, preposterous props and plays. Um, I wanted to get into the most notable thing for this week is it's it's tight end it's tight end week it's national tight end week. Um, so. Accordingly, I think I uh, I should put together a little. Absolutely hate where this is going. I should put together a little anytime touchdown parlay with with three no uh, three guys that I like. <laughs> Kelsey anytime is always a lock. I like Hawkinson Death anytime. Taxes. I like Hawkinson anytime, and to go along with my Cincinnati minus six and a half pick, I'm taking Hayden Hurst anytime touchdown score. Hayden Hurst. 
It's, it's National Tight Ends Week. Three tight end score, and I'm taking those three. Who's Hawkinson tight end for? Detroit. Come oh, Hawkinson. Okay, I was thinking almost different spelling in my head. Sorry, I had a, I had an Indiana moment there. That's my bad. Come on, man. Hey, that's all me, <laughs> Devitt. If you had, yeah, if you had a, if you had a substitute Hayden Hurst for a different tight end, only because Hayden Hurst is questionable right now, um, who would it be? Ooh, um, either Everett or Darren Waller. Is Darren Waller playing this week? No, he might not be. So Gerald Everett. I think he did get ruled out uh, uh, earlier today. So I do he like. Might be right. I do like the Gerald Everett though. That could so be the, uh, could be a spicy. If pick. those three. It depends if Hayden Hurst plays. But if Hayden Hurst, Hurst plays, I'll take him. If not, it could be Joe Dabber. But that's Fair all enough. I got this week. I might ride you on that one. You gentlemen have anything else? I may be tailing. Ooh. Um, if not football-wise, I wanted to dabble in the NBA real quick. Go for it. Just give a quick little rundown of what's going on. Um, so right now it's pretty. It's we're only two games into the regular season, so it's not too crazy. Um, but we uh, we got some interesting standing points here. I'd like to acknowledge that the Indiana Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers are both zero and two. Um, I'd also like to acknowledge that the Nuggets and Lakers are zero and two. Uh, we have the Utah Jazz, who are 2-0 and and top of the West after two games. Um, and we have the Atlanta Hawks, who are top of the East after two games. And Washington Wizards are the number three seed. Um, so it's kind of a wild start all over the place. Uh, I know it's really early for the NBA, but definitely worth looking at what's going on. Um, we have teams that we expected to be great starting poorly and teams that we expected to start poorly starting absurdly well. Um, so NBA is kind of up for a roller coaster season here. I'm really excited to see how this play is out. More so excited to see what we get locked in here for the play-in tournament come after the All Star break. Love it. And that and that is all. Also, uh, Phillies are up two-one in their series. Um, and I don't know what the Yankees are. At. I believe the Astros are also up two-zero. Astros up 2 mm-hmm. So you know what? I don't mind that too bad. It's good stuff. Hey, got some perfect. Yep. Just want to just want to throw this out there. Celtics won, beat the Heat. Second game of the year. Go Seas. Fuck the Warriors. Mm-hmm. All right. Apparent. I I got from that that uh, Sterling likes Boston against the Warriors. Did I cut out there? All I got was second game, go seas. And I was like, all right, I know where this is going. <laughs> well, this is unfortunate. Yep. I'm having technical di- difficulties at the end. It's all right. Wi-Fi at the house is giving out again, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with that. We're going to have to call a lawyer. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue my landlord, actually. Do it. Just for something that's Fantastic. out of his control. 
Anything else to add, gentlemen? Let's have a week. I think I'm all set. Yeah, let's let's go let's go ape shit this weekend, huh? Let's let's just have a time. We rocking. I'm very excited. This is gonna be a wonderful I'm very weekend. Excited. Wonderful weekend. Another great college slate. Another Yes. Let's let's just I do could. the damn thing. Come on. Well, I'll see you all at the window. I cut out and, again, uh, but hey, let's... <laughs> it's all good, let's man. Let's do it. Um, yeah, let's have a good time. Uh, we'll see you all at the window.